Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast or welcome if this is your first time listening. This is the Brown Vegan Podcast, episode 170. And with this show, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to talk about overall wellness and vegan entrepreneurship topics because this is truly a lifestyle. It's so much more than food. Come hang out with me on Instagram and YouTube. My handle on both of those platforms is Brown Vegan. So yes, I hope you're having an amazing day. I feel great. I am. And I'm so excited to come back with another conversation for you. Before we get into the conversation, though, you guys know I have to shout out the five star review on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to everyone who is leaving a review of the show, letting me know what you think. And I'm noticing a theme lately. A lot of y'all just really want this credit. (laughs) Y'all want this credit, this savings, this stock market, this managing money conversations. So I got to figure out a way to bring more of those episodes, because right now my goal is to bring it to you once a month. But when I look at the reviews, I'm like, man, y'all really want more of that. So yeah, we got to figure this out. But this review is from Ida. She left five stars on Apple Podcasts. And she said, the title is I love it all. I love all your episodes. I do think that more awareness on credit and finances in general would be something to continue on the show. A lot of people don't know much about the stock market or how to manage money. It's almost like a taboo subject. I love your podcast. Thank you so much for that review. If you are enjoying the show, and I hope that you are, be sure to go over to Apple Podcasts, search Brown Vegan, scroll down, tap five stars to leave a rating, and also write a review to let me know what topics you are really enjoying on the show. Thank you so much for your time in doing that. I thank you in advance. And yes, it really is a free way to help support the show. So today on the show, I have Dr. Shayla Smith on here. She is a pediatrician and the founder of Flourish Pediatrics. And on the show, we're going to talk about all things 
being vegan, starting the lifestyle and starting your kids off young into a vegan lifestyle, or even if you don't want to be vegan, a plant positive lifestyle. That is her motto. And I love that. So in our conversation, of course, we're going to talk about her journey, some of her favorite quick meals to make for her and her son, some of her approach with her patients to make sure that not only are the kids eating well, but kind of just bringing that in and making it a family affair and everybody's eating good. Some of the vitamins to consider when you you have the little ones because I know that that's a big topic for a lot of people. They want to make sure, of course, that their kids are just thriving and they're doing well. We talk about that. The connection with diabetes and obesity and ADHD because of our diet and some of the steps that she tries to help her patients with to get them on track with that. And some of the things that parents should just think about overall when it comes to wellness in the health of their children. So this is a great conversation. I absolutely love Dr. Smith's personality. Make sure that if you are in, if you are in the Atlanta area and you need a pediatrician for your kids, your baby, definitely go check out her website, flourishpeds.com. So flourishpeds.com and her Instagram handle is the same. Go hang out with her on Instagram and her personal page is plantbasedkidsmd so that you can follow her journey over there and just see what she's doing with a lot of her patients. I absolutely love the fact that she is not only a pediatrician, but she is a vegan pediatrician who has a practice in the black community, which is so important to me. And I know it is to her as well. We need more of this. We need not only more vegan pediatricians, but we also need more black ones as well. And I'm so thankful that she is providing this with her practice. So yes, everything you can find as far as everything we mentioned in this episode can be found at brownvegan.com under episode 170. So yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation. I decided to become a vegan because of my health. Basically, I grew up in a family in the South that ate traditional Southern cuisine. And I watched aunts and grandparents and even my parents have conditions and pass earlier than they were expected to. And after watching that over and over and over again, I decided it had to be a different way of living, but it took until I had a health issue that made me really, really do some research, find veganism and decide that that's what I was going to do. Were you already a doctor when you decided to become a vegan or did this come earlier in your journey? Like, what did this look like? Yes, I was already a doctor. So I actually had already lost all the people that I listed before. And I was a doctor here working in the emergency room, working nights and holidays and weekends, but relatively healthy, thinking that I'm eating right, working out, but definitely not managing my stress or actually sleeping like I supposed to. And I ended up getting a heart issue and it kind of just woke me up. And one of my parents' friends flew down here for one of my procedures and she actually said, hey, let's go eat at this plant-based place down the street. And I said, plant-based place, what? And we actually went to a place here to eat and it was really good. And I was just questioning her. She's a physician also. And I was just questioning her and asking her kind of, you know, why was she plant-based? And she told me about the China study and that it was going to help her live longer and, you know, live a great long life and not have as many chronic diseases and that I should do my research. 
So from there, I actually started doing some research. So it was actually, you know, after I was already a physician and it took a medical crisis and somebody to just open my eyes to it, to where I finally started to realize that maybe I should think about this kind of lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. So what did that look like in in those early days as far as food? Were you someone who cooked a lot? I know you, of course, enjoyed a plant-based restaurant. So that's good that you have somewhere (laughs) to go if you decide if you want to have something to eat when you're busy. But were you someone who cooked a lot before this? So I'll tell you how it started. Basically, I live in Atlanta. So, you know, we have lots of options, right? But the way it really started is after I kind of read the China study and watched maybe Forks Over Knives or one of those movies that's on Netflix, my friend was telling me about like a 10-day cleanse. And the cleanse actually basically was all about eating real food and not eating any animal products. And it was for 10 days. So actually, it started out kind of like a 10 day just challenge. And I was like, wow, like we already cook, but, you know, this is a different kind of cooking because meat was one of our main, you know, parts of our meals most days or something with cheese on it, of course. You know, those were our main foods. We were still cooking, but plants were not the main part of our plate. And so for 10 days, I had to figure out what in the world I could make that didn't have any animal products in it. (laughs) And I mean, I had to Pinterest, I had to like research. Sometimes I just had to eat some beans, you know, and I had to figure out what we could do. So my son and I, we did it for 10 days. I made his lunches for school. He was in the fourth grade at that time. I made his lunches for school, everything that whole week. And at first I felt tired or I said I felt tired. I think it was because they took me off caffeine too. And then at the end of the 10 days, we were good. And we had learned like a lot about ourselves and then just a lot about different foods that you can actually eat. So it's not about not eating foods. It's about it's a whole array of foods out there that you probably haven't even tried in so long or given a try to that we were able to explore. And so from then on, we decided that we were going to try this lifestyle. Wow. So your son being in the fourth grade, what did that look like when you were putting together them vegan lunches for him? We got to know. I had a a reputation at his school, so I didn't know I had a reputation, but because I would basically make his food, no matter, I made his food anyway. I always prepared his food. I didn't really let him get the school lunch because as a pediatrician, I already knew that those calories and the processed food you know, that more than likely was not the route that would help him be healthy, you know, even, you know, if that the school was going to provide the food. So I was always making his food anyway for lunch, but this, these meals look different. You know, they're like bean burritos, you know, I'm sending avocado, I'm sending soup. So the teachers would actually look at his plate. And every time I went to the parent teacher conference or one of them saw him, they like, oh, I went and looked and saw what he was eating today. So actually, he got a lot of attention from it, but I don't know if he's just confident or what exactly person, what a personality he has at school. But actually, he was totally fine with that attention. And so he would come home and tell me such and such hadn't tried avocado and such and such. Mom, guess what they ate today? They had such and such to eat. And mom, you would never give me that, right? (laughs) (laughs) So he started kind of looking at everybody's lunches and knowing that his lunch was different and he was totally fine with it. And he still is today. I love that. So were you always in pediatrics? I know you mentioned the emergency room uh, before you were a vegan. So that was that was always your field. So, yes. So I went to medical school and 
I went to do a residency in general pediatrics. And so with that, you can just, you know, be a regular pediatrician, work at an office, do checkups, see sick kids. But I did three more years. So I did a subspecialty in pediatric emergency medicine so that I could work primarily in the emergency department. So when I moved to Atlanta, that's basically where I worked primarily in the emergency department. And after my health scare, I realized that the nights and holidays and weekends were probably not contributing (laughs) to me being a rested individual. And so I had to make some changes. And one of the changes I decided to do was to go go back into general pediatrics and work at an office and just work at the children's hospital you know, here and there versus making that be my full-time job. So I have experience in both. Yeah, you have that balance now. So you have, well, I don't know, because you you were busy. Because when I thought to you, <laughs> when we first got on here, you were just coming off of being busy. Do yeah. you have more? It sounds like you have more of a sense of balance or do are you working weekends still? Yeah, so I do have more of a sense of a balance than I did in the emergency department because I have a regular sleep schedule which is That's very good. important. And I just wanted to tell you like what I decided when I just when I had the health scare and I decided that I was going to pull back a little bit and go into general pediatrics. I went to an office. I worked, but I was working seeing 35 patients a day, very fast, mm. double booking. So it really was fast-paced but not as, you know, emergent as the hospital, but I still even decided that that environment was not what I needed. And so I started my own practice and decided that I wanted to do a slower pace kind of medicine, which is still, you know, I see patients and do the same things, but I spend a lot of time on health and wellness. And that feeds me. That's what gives me my balance there, you know, not just in and out, in and out, but actually talking to people about the health and wellness of their kid, talking a little bit longer, answering questions a little bit more, and then actually getting home and getting to go to sleep at night. Now, the days are just as stressful because, you know, I try to meet people's needs. Then I do still work at the children's hospital here and there just to keep up my skills. You know, I can't completely let go of working at the hospital. Yeah, that's good. I love that. And you probably are meeting more people that you can have for your private practice when you're at the hospital, too. So people that you can have more time with if you need to. So I like that. Yeah. Or is that or is that not a good thing? I don't know. No, no, because I do more urgent care. I try not to, you know, definitely don't recruit patients there. But I get that little fix that I need. My emergency, you know, urgencies kind of fix that I need to like feed myself in that category of my life too. Yeah, I like that. You have that nice, uh, it just sounds like a good balance to me now. Yes, it's much better. I'm glad that you're getting sleep, (laughs) getting that sleep. I think we just don't understand how important sleep is and it's one of my favorite things to do. So yes, it's very important and I made sure that I made it a priority same Dr. Smith when people ask me what do I do for fun I say sleep and I'm and I mean that <laughs> yes. what else do you do for self-care though as a physician as someone who is busy you're a mom you're running your own practice yes. what do you do so I preach a lot of self-care and I have to remind myself to practice what I preach <laughs> but of course sleep is number one but I love love yoga that's just something that takes me down and it gets me basically away from the phone, away from answering messages and emails, an hour that I can just take and breathe, stretch, show how strong I am sometimes and do something for me. 
So mm-hmm. to me, that's my ultimate self-care is going to a yoga class. I also like to dance. I did tap for years growing up. And so oh, I do wow. some online classes sometimes just to kind of keep myself moving. So I'm a movement person. So I like to sleep and then I like to move. So movement is self-care for me. Moving my body, it just gives me energy. It makes me feel strong. And my goal is to be able to move and bend and pick up and do things into my older age. And that's one of the main reasons why I'm plant-based vegan, because I want to be able to move and stretch and not be, you know, sick into my older age. Yeah, definitely. So in your field, do you run into a lot of other physicians who say to you, being vegan, like, how does that look? Do you have any feedback (laughs) that you get from people? Because I know just based on my cousin as an ER doctor, and she told me that when she was in medical school, she didn't get a lot of nutrition education. It was more so, you know, the diagnosis, the treatment type of deal. So do you run into a lot of that with your colleagues? How do they, what are the, how do they respond to that? (laughs) Colleagues, family, friends, a lot of people have something to say, but I think it's because they're not educated about it. A lot of people say, oh, I could never do that. A lot of other things that people tell me is they don't know if it's healthy, healthy for kids, healthy for me, you know, healthy for any adult. And so it's just because we're not educated. Like you said, in medical school, we did not do a lot of nutrition. You know, we did a lot of being reactive instead of proactive. You know, they started at the end to really try to teach you how to do some preventative kind of care. But a lot of our classes just focused on, you know, how, like you said, to treat the disease. So now, you know, you have doctors that were taught how to treat a disease. And then now you have me that I'm like, we can reverse or we can, you know, decrease the chances of a person getting chronic diseases by our lifestyle and by using food as medicine. And it sounds a little voodoo-ish, right? It sounds, you know, a little, mm-hmm. little like I'm trying to do a spell on somebody or I'm trying to just come up with something that's not evidence-based. So a lot of people are closed off to it, but I think it comes down to tradition. And like traditionally, if you, you know, grew up where I grew up, you know, you are going to eat a lot of meat, you know, and a lot of animal kind of based products. That's the main thing. And so if you have to change your tradition, sometimes you just judge. You don't want to change it. So you just judge the person that changed the tradition. And so I feel like that's what a lot of people do. So I'm trying to convince people, even my patients, you know, they follow me on Instagram sometimes and they'll say, I see that you vegan. I see what you eat, Dr. Smith. And I was like, I'm not trying to make everybody vegan. You know, I'm really if I can just teach people to eat more plants at this point, because we're starting from people that aren't don't even eat one serving a day. You know what I'm saying? So my goal is to just. I just want to eat more plants. Like if it was zero, let's go to one, (laughs) you know, and even by incorporating those foods and learning that it's an array of foods that you can try and that we can kind of try to help our health be better. So that's my goal. But yeah, it's a lot of judgment, a lot of comments. But, you know, a lot of people say that what I did was drastic for my health. But I tell them like drastic is getting a stent placed or being in the hospital a lot, taking lots of medicines that have side effects. And to me, I didn't want that life. You know, I was used to being carefree and very physically active growing up and even as an adult. So I didn't want that life. So I said, if dramatic is just what I put on my plate, then I'm just going to have to be dramatic because My definition of dramatic is medicines and surgeries and hospital stays and doctor's appointments. 
Mm. Love that <laughs> oh, so, so, so much. Yes, let's pay for it now and do it. everything we have to do now so that we don't have to be there. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You got to tell me, okay, so what are some of the meals that you're enjoying right now? I know that you mentioned that spring break is going on and so you've been w- dealing with a lot of patients and taking care of everybody. So what are some of the quick meals that you enjoy with your son? So we will do a burrito anytime, any place, okay? Because you always talk about this burrito. No, it's because <laughs> I have a fifteen-year-old, uh-huh. and he's hungry. And so, <laughs> no, I'm serious. No matter how much food he eats, he's gonna go back and eat something else. So, like, I did vegan chili. So I have a big bowl of vegan chili. To me, it's very quick. See, for me, it's cheap and quick to make these meals mm-hmm. because I mean, I had some corn. I had some. Three beans, you know, can of three beans. You know, I threw in there. I had some chili mix. I had the garlic, the onions. You know, I just kind of had, you know, it's stuff that I kind of have all the time. So I do that. I eat a lot of lentils. I do a lot of salads. I know, you know, some people don't like salads, but I my salads probably have like 10 things on them. So mm-hmm. I love a lot of salads. What does my son like? So he's a little different from me because I'm into like a lot of the whole food things. So like I said, he does a lot of beans and rice because he plays sports. So that's what he likes a lot of. Loves fresh fruit. That's his thing. Loves fresh fruit. And then sometimes he'll do the meat replacers. I'm not into those. I don't like those as much. I prefer just to make real food. Brussels sprouts is my absolute favorite. I try that at every restaurant I go to. So I try to do a lot of stir fries. That's like my go-to. So anything very quick. Soups, stir fries are very quick. Salads are very quick for me. So I do those. Or anything you put in a wrap, you can put anything in a wrap. Just throw it in a wrap. Yes, ma'am. I do have a pressure cooker too. And so with that one, I make some really good cabbage in there, some greens in there, but I make sure I infuse it with a whole lot of herbs and like flavor. And then I'll make some vegan cornbread and see that'll get my son out his room. If you have some vegan (laughs) cornbread and then some cabbage and then like some kind of protein, you know, bean, whatever on the side, then he's coming out. Mm hmm. I love this. This is this is good food. This is good eating. So Brussels sprouts being your favorite. Did you grow up eating Brussels sprouts? No. Okay. My two favorite things that I did not grow up eating, Brussels sprouts and mushrooms. My mom ate mushrooms. Like she loved them, right? And she's deceased Uh now. You know how you turn into your parents later? Yes, ma'am. And so (laughs) I I thought it was, I I thought it, I didn't like the texture of it. I didn't know why she loved them. It it was a whole thing, right? And then I got older and I did that challenge, like I said, and I had to find something that I could eat. And so I was like, well, let me Google how I can make this taste good. And so I I do, I mean, I put, I put mushroom in pretty much everything. And then Brussels sprouts, we definitely didn't eat a lot of. I mean, we had ham hock and, you know, oh, my gosh, you don't even want to know what we ate. I grew up in Arkansas. But Brussels sprouts definitely wasn't on the table. And so I just tried them at one of the restaurants because I was on the 10-day thing, you know, and I was like, I got to find something to eat. But once I changed my lifestyle, I had to basically taste so many new foods Mm-hmm. to figure out what I really liked. And that became one of my favorites. So I try that almost everywhere I go just to see if they can do it right. That's why I asked you, because I know a lot of people didn't grow up eating that. So I wanted to know if that was something that was new. And I think 
just giving yourself permission to try new things is just really important because a lot of us grew up eating the same two, three, four mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables, and we don't really think there's a lot out there. And that's why we're not really interested in being vegan, but there's so much variety. So it's that's why I wanted to know. So yeah. much variety. And even with my patients, I try to, you know, like I said, add plants. I want them to have a plant positive diet, I call it. So, you know, more on the plant positive side than anything, right? And so what I do is I try my best, but to tell them that it's so much you don't know about <laughs> because you haven't mm-hmm. tried it. Your challenge is to go even to a restaurant because a lot of people just want to be able to eat in a restaurant, you know? Yeah. And so I say, okay, let's just see what they got on the menu, you know, and just try something that has vegetable at the, as the base to see if you would like it. And so yeah. that is what I'm trying to do. And that's what I did initially. And I found out that I like a whole lot of things that I thought I didn't like. <laughs> I love it. Yes, that's how it is, though. That's how it is. It's just a different way of doing it. It's Monique hopping in to tell you about one of my favorite brands of cookies and to let you know how you can save some money when you try them for yourself. Shout out to Maxine's Heavenly for sponsoring this episode of the show. I've told you about them before, and I'm going to keep talking about them because they make delicious gluten-free cookies that will satisfy any sweet tooth without a million ingredients. Maxine's Heavenly Cookies are naturally sweetened using ingredients like dates and coconut sugar. They have two lines of delicious cookies to choose from. From their super soft line of cookies, my favorites are the peanut butter chocolate chunk and snickerdoodle. And from their crispy line, I would say that my all-time favorite out of all the cookies has to be the chocolate chip. It's like the perfect ratio of chocolate chips and crunch. Ugh, my favorite. I think you'll love those. For a generous 25% discount, all you have to do is head over to maxinesheavenly.com and use the discount code BROWNVEGAN to save some money on your first purchase. Once again, that is maxinesheavenly.com, discount code BROWNVEGAN as one word. I'll also be sure to link them in the show notes for this episode as well as the blog post to make it easy for you to click through and purchase. You just think that your palate just got better. Like you said, you turned it to your mom when it came to the mushroom. No, I'm telling you, like, I don't know if it's true. You know, I might be making this up, haven't done my research on it. I really think your palate can change Mm -hmm. because what happens is we're so used to this hyper palatable food. Like, you know, of course, you know, scientists make food taste just so sweet and so crunchy and it's so salty and it's so fatty, right? I mean, it's so good, right? They know how to get straight to our brains, like with all this flavor. And what happens is that's what you get used to. So then, you know, my patients here, because I do pediatrics, they're used to the Takis and the hot chips, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I'm telling them, let's take it down a notch and eat something different, it's like, but wait, that doesn't give my brain a burst. That doesn't do anything. And so it took me a while, you know, because I challenged myself and I had to figure it out. It took me a while to actually seek these types of foods. So it's not like overnight. I didn't just wake up the next day day one of the challenge. Like, I can't wait to eat a Brussels sprout and some black beans. It took a while for me to figure out even how to prepare them right. Because sometimes if your grandmother, if, you know, my aunt or whatever, they can cook excellent, you know, but if they would give it to me and I hadn't really, I wasn't into vegetables at that point, at that age, I would still think it was disgusting, right? 
So it just, mm-hmm. it kind of takes until you figure out the way you like it prepared, what you like on it. So you have to play around with it a lot. So I always tell them, don't give up on the first way it's prepared. Or if the kids complain that they don't like something, I say, well, what, which way do you think you would like it? And they'll give me some ideas. And I'm like, okay, so why don't you just try it like that? You don't want it yeah. steamed, but you're saying that you want to have flavor. Go on and throw it in the oven, put some flavor on it, and then see if you like it. And Brussels sprouts in the oven are the best way. That's the best way to do it. Roasting it up like that. The only way, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I'm just saying we just have to learn, you know, our how to taste it and how to make it taste good. And then after you do that, then you will crave it. Because some days, I mean, my friend and I, we're always going to this salad place, which is ridiculous because we should probably just make it ourselves. But if we're out and about, oh, we're going to go to this salad place, right? And we love it. You should hear how we talk about the salad place. I would never have done that 10 years ago. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You know, I mean, you know, I would have put some cheese on it, some meat, some kind of white dressing, and I would have acted like it was a salad, right? (laughs) But, you know, what we do now is really tasting the food, you know, tasting it at its core. So I love it. Yeah, that's good. Oh, man. So you got to tell me, like, how are you advertising your practice? Do most people know that you are plant-based? It sounds like it when you said from social media, they don't know that until they follow you. So the practice is Flourish Pediatrics. So it's a, you know, general pediatric practice and we focus on health and wellness. So that means that when you get in the room with your child, you know, I am going to ask those questions. Like, what are your health, like, tell me, you know, are you sleeping? Are you eating? Are you doing, you know, we go through the whole list and then, hey, do you have a goal? So basically, when you look at the website, you can just tell that I like to take time with patients and talk about these things. But my private, you know, my personal Instagram is plantbasedkidsmd, K-I-D-S-M-D. So a lot of them follow me there and they'll see me talk about some plant-based options that I do for my son or where I'm out to eat for that day. And then they realize it. So when they come in, every room is named after a pun on a fruit or vegetable. So when you first, when you walk in the office, it's a big mural and the mural has carrots and and a pear and strawberry, you know, all that. So you kind of know your environment, right? Mm -hmm. You come in and you go to the find your inner peas room, like (laughs) P-E-A-S. And then you go to the Go Bananas room or the Peach for the Stars room or Be Grateful, like grapes. Mm-hmm. And then it's a sign that says it's time to turn up the beat, but it's T-H-Y-M-E and turn up and then beat. And, it, you know, and so <laughs> I think me think that there's a regular pediatric office, though, because doctors usually do care about vegetables. Yeah, for kids. but then okay, keep going, keep going, then keep going. once you well, then you sit down with me and then that's when we go over their health. And I let the kids answer the questions because you'll be surprised. I mean, even at three and four, they understand. And so I let them answer the questions. And then that's when we talk about how to be more plant power, you know, how how plants can be a part of their lives. Eating plants can be a part of their lives or focusing on our diet. It can be a part of their lives. And so I don't push people. I do have a lot of vegan patients that come to me. They find me because I'm under, I think it's something called plant-based docs. And I get a lot of emails every day asking me, do they know any other doctors that are vegan or plant-based that are okay with them being, you know, vegan and plant-based? And they'll be all over the country asking me, do you know anybody else that's like you that's going to be okay with my family practicing like this? I don't know if you ever have that issue. But a lot of people say that when they go to their primary care doctor and they say, hey, my kid doesn't eat meat, that everybody kind of freaks out. 
Yeah, or definitely. My, my kid doesn't drink dairy-based milk, then everybody freaks out. And so those people, they know they they figured out how to find me on like plantbaseddocs.com or I guess they Google me and they find me that way. And then I have a lot of kids that are becoming a little bit more plant positive too. And I'm impressed. Like even if they do four meals a week or three meals a week, shoot, one meal a week, you know, yeah. without me, I'm impressed. Like I'm not getting everybody to, I'm not getting anybody to convert probably right now, but I am getting people to think about it, talk about it, and then at least to try to make some changes. And that's my goal. I love it. I mean, that's so real because a lot of times, like you mentioned before, people can go all day and not eat a vegetable at all. Yes. You know, so the fact that you're able to the the plant positive approach, I love that because it's like like you said, planting the seed, getting them to try some things that they probably wouldn't have considered before and building on that. That's 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 really, really important. Yes. And some of the kids, you know, just Mm -hmm. think about it when your babies were babies, you know, they don't really want me. I mean, they they are going to take the purees or, you know, if you want to feed them the other way, just give them the food. Most of the what you're going to give them are going to be, you know, puree, what fruit, vegetables. Right. And Mm -hmm. they are their breastfed. So that's not really, you know. And then a lot of people go, but when can we do meat? Wow. And I'm like, well, did they ask for me? And they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, well, they're, it looks like they're doing just fine on that breast milk and the fruits and vegetables. So let's just keep that kind of going. And then they'll be like, they'll come back at two and be like, Dr. Smith, I'm worried. They don't like me. And I'm like, that's just his natural way. He just, you know, it's OK. And I just tell them what, you know, a vitamin or supplement, you know, for vitamin B, you know, to make sure that they get what they need in order to be OK. And those kids are thriving. They're they're good weight. They're good height. They're, you know, talking and reading and writing and doing everything everybody else is doing. So a lot of parents that are vegan come to me because they know that I won't freak out. Yeah, and that's real. And that's really, really helpful. We got to talk about the vitamins, though, because I know that's a concern for a lot of parents. What are some of the things that we need to be aware of, especially with our our little ones, you know, two, three years old? A lot of people think that kids that are vegan will be vitamin deficient. But then we don't consider that kids that are not vegan may be vitamin deficient, especially if their diet is heavy on fast food and not real food. But for us, you know, we just have to make sure we do a vitamin B supplement. And so, you know, they sell vegan vitamins now and it actually has vitamin B and it actually has iron. I mean, it's foods with iron in them, you know, but when you're kind of transitioning from a lot of milk, you know, breast milk or formula to actually eating solids, the kid may not be getting as much iron, you know, in their diet from real food. So I make sure that they get on a multivitamin with iron and that has everything in it. It's going to have the B, it's going to have the D and it's going to have the iron in it. And those kids are thriving and they're fine. Yeah. What do you recommend? Is there a brand in particular? It's okay if you don't have one, but no, it's so hard because all my, so I'm just not a fan of gummies. I'm just going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I just don't like gummies. I don't know. I, I think it's just trying to make a vitamin sweet and, and gummy is not the route that I want to go in my life. <laughs> That's just me being the strict pediatrician, I think. But they, of course, have several vegan gummies that are fine. And I just try to give them a liquid vitamin. A lot of people like, I think it's yummy. It's a yummy brand that's that's vegan and it has a multivitamin with iron or it just has regular iron if your baby needs to be on that. 
and you just kind of mix it into their drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yep. food, apple sauce, and yeah. I've been to like a Sprouts or a Whole Foods and sometimes I just go and just stare at the vitamin aisle because normally you don't need a billion vitamins, right? I'm not saying just go buy billions of vitamins for your kid, but vitamin B is very important. And the doctor checked their iron level and let you know if that's something that they need. And I'm, it's not just vegan kids that need iron. It's it's pretty much a, a lot of kids need iron based mm-hmm. on their diet and them transitioning from liquid food to solid food. So those are the most important to me. Yeah. I know when we talked before, we talked about how a lot of the, the older kids, you know, 10 and up, have issues as far as diabetes, so oh. young, and ADHD because of the food. So yes. anything you want to share about yes. something that people, that parents should consider when it comes to that? Yeah, it's breaking my heart. I am seeing so many, especially kids of color, that are suffering from diseases that we think or have been used to, you know, being in the older population. So I have a lot of kids that come to me that are obese, you know or fall under the, quote, obesity range. And some of those kids are pre-diabetic when I check. A lot of them are vitamin D deficient. A lot of them are iron deficient. We even have a lot of them with high blood pressure already. And it's breaking my heart because the majority of them, the cause of this is lifestyle. The number one thing in their lifestyle that's causing it is their diet. So those are kids that I'm really, really, really trying to work on and work with. And I see that sometimes the kids are a little bit more open to change than the parents. It's very interesting. The parents have shut me down in about two seconds. (laughs) You know, because, you know, like I said, it's tradition, right? And Mm. traditionally, they've been eating this way and it might sound as an assault to what they've been giving their their kids definitely do not approach them in the way that make it seems like I'm saying they're doing anything bad because a lot of the, us are just not educated about this. So a lot of times I can get the kid to say that they will change something and the parent may say, we don't have time for that. Wow. You know, and, and, and I get I it. it too. Yeah. yeah, I do too. Yeah, and I get it because we're all busy and changing your whole lifestyle up is is a lot. So my goal is I have little classes here. So I have cooking classes puberty classes. I have this healthy lifestyle, like private class, private group class that I have. And that's a class with some of the kids that are in that range or their parents and where I can educate the parents. So they'll know where I'm coming from. And it's coming from love and it's coming from really, you know, caring about their kids and wanting our future to be better and us us not to have kids that are having heart attacks at early ages or being on insulin or type 2 diabetes medications very early. It, but it's very hard to understand and see that when you're looking at a nine-year-old that they can be like that in a few years wow. as a parent, right? Yeah. Very wow. touchy topic. It is very much so. So I love that how you're doing the education from mm-hmm. that perspective and not coming from a place of blame, because of course, we're all going to shut down if you do that. So <laughs> yes. yeah, it is about doing that. What is something else that parents need to think about as far as putting meals together, as far as making sure that their kids are thriving? I know yes. that we of course, talked about vitamins and being plant positive, but are there some other things that they need to consider? Well, I think that people think that we are making extravagant meals and that they're expensive, right? Is that something that people have probably asked you before? Oh, yeah. So I'm telling them like a pound of meat 
is so much more than some greens. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But we have to keep it simple. So if they would just keep it simple and come up with a few ingredients that they can mix and match throughout the week, then they can make it through the week. Because I mentioned to you, you know, the chili that I made. Then I mentioned that my son will probably have some some beans and some rice later on, you know, you know, and, and like some okra, you know, but it's because we got basic beans. We got corn. We have, you know, we have certain basic things and we can just mix and match. And then we want to make something special. We, you know, make sure that we have those ingredients for that special kind of meal. So just keeping it simple means just coming up with some basic things that you can interchange, basic meals that you can kind of interchange some ingredients. And then it takes, you know, 10 minutes to 30 minutes. Sometimes on my Instagram, I'll post me making something in the morning because I'll sometimes I'll wake up and make his lunch and I'll actually make it like I'll like make it, (laughs) make real food because he takes okra to school and all kinds of stuff. Wow. Not okra. I don't even know. Okay. He loves okra, (laughs) but I'm just saying I'll wake up and saute something real quick and throw it in a container, you know, and then it'll be his lunch. I mean, if I'm going to make him some spaghetti, right, I can just have that, those noodles going. And then I'm just going to saute some vegetables real quick and maybe get some tomato sauce with it, throw it on top, and then it's done. It, it doesn't take that long. So they just, if you can just focus on some very quick meals that work. And then grocery shopping is another thing. You know, you got to go to the grocery store and maybe you need to take a little list of things. I personally like the smaller grocery stores because I don't feel so overwhelmed. So I'm more of a Trader Joe's person just because it's so little in there. If you walk in there, I don't know if you all have any. but they, Yeah, it's like house. <laughs> right? Oh, I love that place. Because they got the vegetable and fruit out. You can just go on there and get most of your stuff right there. Then I go on a frozen aisle and get a couple more things. And then I'll get some sauces, you know, and then I'm good to go. And that's a whole week's worth of things. But I think everybody feels like we're getting expensive, extravagant, organic, whatever. You know, I don't know what people think that I'm buying, but I'm literally just going in the grocery store, getting the vegetables, getting the herbs to go with it, getting some brown rice, getting some beans, you know, and that stuff is relatively cheap. And, and but people, you know, just think that it's more complex than it is. I'm not making extravagant meals every week. Yeah. I love that because it doesn't have to be all or nothing. And people think that I love that approach of just keeping it simple and and building from it. Yeah. Now on the weekend, I may want to make something special, you know, or Mm -hmm. for, you know, a specific thing. I may want to say, hey, I'm going to try this. My son say all I do is want to try to make stuff instead (laughs) of buy it already made. (laughs) But it's fun, though. And I'm sure that's like an outlet for you, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to make some. I told him to make some kombucha. Oh, girl, what? <laughs> well, he requested a lot because I don't let him do a lot of juice. So he'll say, I love kombucha too, but yeah. making it though? What? Oh my goodness. I watched some videos and I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go ahead and get what I usually buy. No, from the you store. can start a batch. Like my friend down the street got a batch and I can get a little bit of it and then start it from there. So I love like exploring that kind of stuff just to see what I can do, you know? So we'll see. Yeah. I'll let you know if I'm successful. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> I'm tired of buying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is such a pleasure. You gave so many amazing tips. I'm so thankful that you came on the show. Shout out to Ashley Renee for putting me on to you because Beyond is one of your patients. Oh, I love so, them. Yeah. I love yeah. them. And they're showing, you know what they're showing? 
They're What's showing that? that you can do it. Yes, absolutely. And that baby eats an, a variety of food. That baby eats most better than most adults. <laughs> and his, his taste buds are just centered around that. Isn't it awesome? I love it. So I, I love start, it. When the babies are four to six months and they start, I already start. I say, mama, they vegan. And the mama <laughs> say, what? I say, you already got them plant-based. I mean, you already got them eating on your, your body. And now we're just going to start introducing fruits and vegetables. And they go, oh, yeah, they are vegan. I'm like, yeah, we're going to say that they're vegan, even though they're eating off of you. You're their mom. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love to see it. I'm telling you, it's so good to see. And I love how Ashley is just like really showing this every day on her page. And but like, it's possible. Many people. Yes, yes it's possible. So, Tell us how we can follow you on social media, how we can. Do, are you taking any current new patients or yes, anything? I'm, I'm taking are, new good. patients. And right now I'm a so I'm in solo practice. So it's just me. But I'm hoping to add another physician to the group because we've been doing well. I have two oh. Instagrams. Flourish. It's F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H. Peds. P-E-D-S. That's my office one. Most of what I post on there is just what we're doing in the office. But then I have my own and it's plant-based kids, K-I-D-S-M-D. So I'm like the plant-based kids, M-D. And so that's where you can find me for right now. I love it. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show, sharing your expertise, chatting it up and making this so approachable for everyday families. Yes, that's my goal. Always to be approachable, not to judge. And we are not, no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. No No one's perfect. It's just, we try every day to be better and be healthier. Yes, we do. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts to make it easy for others to find us. Also, tell a friend. Be sure to share the episode on your Instagram stories and tag Brown Vegan. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.